The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to him and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, we're not going to get any uh, any break in the frenetic pace of uh, of Mark's Gospel here. It's just uh, again, action after action, and um, this it, it's such a it's such a remarkable story. I think. You know, especially with with our heightened sense of people's uh, reactions to contagious diseases, uh, to see this uh, this leper uh, draw close to Jesus. I mean, how much how much it would have taken on on his part? Uh, you know, he, what you know, what's going on in inside of him interiorly to come to to Jesus in this way? And in part, um, you know, they, for us to reimagine it isn't simply to reimagine the nature of uh, contagious diseases. It's to say also that there there's a proper way of um, receiving cures. You know, even from even from the hand of God, there's a pr- there are proper ways. Um, whole, uh, I, uh, how would you say? Um, they're not rhythms, processes, procedures that are implemented by by God uh, for His people in order to have them not only rendered uh, clean. But also to uh, for them to be made known, right? To be given a, a clean bill of health, as it was. So this is why you know, Jesus is is offering something of you know the the prescription uh, given by Moses uh, for you know the um, he, for this clean bill of health, his this man's uh, this man's cleansing. Uh, and of course, as soon as he says that, right? Uh, and as soon as we become aware of that, uh, we might also become aware of the the controversy that is going now to. That is that is initiated, whether it's in this scene or, or prior, but it is initiated and is going to now mark the pages of uh, of Mark's gospel. Is that wait a second? You know, I, if Jesus is a, is a one man medical missionary, right? It's like, oh yeah, go ahead, go and do your thing, right? But it's it's not like that. He's he's doing things that actually run in parallel to the official systems and structures of his day, and so taking taking, quote-unquote, the power out of their hands is going to be a problem for the people who have established their lives on, on, those, on those systems. And I'm not talking about the people who benefit. I'm talking about, I mean, not the people who benefit, not the people at the, at the lower end of, of, the, of the chain or the, or the spectrum, but the people who actually have that power and want to maintain it for themselves. They're going to have some big issues with Jesus. And um, he, you know, Jesus might be offering his instruction, you know, don't say anything in order to in order to make sure that that confrontation doesn't come to a head sooner than than he would want it to happen, right? Sooner than God's time for those events, namely the events of of the crucifixion. 
But, you know, what does it matter anyway? Because he healed the guy who is, you know, who's got the, who's going to blab, right? It's, it's like a, he, he healed the guy who kissed the Blarney Stone. You know, it's like, okay, here we go. Uh, you know, don't say anything. And then he says, he says everything, right? He goes and tells, he goes and tells everyone. Um, and, and then we see, you know, this, again, this, uh, this, uh, this um, profoundly um, uh, scary and, uh, and fear-filled line for any introvert. People kept coming to him from everywhere. It's like, uh, well, okay, here we go, here we go. You know, and, and we were on the, God was on the move already, right? God was, uh, we've seen the action of the, of the first pages of, of the Gospel of Mark, and it's, I want to say it's only going to get worse, but because this isn't exactly what you know what what the good news would have us communicate. It's only going to get worse from here. You know, it's no thing. It's going to happen, right? It's everything is being set in motion. Everything's going, and and here Jesus initiating, inaugurating, and even implementing this kingdom of God movement as he goes. It's it's only it's only going to pick up pace from from here. And again, in, in the midst of that frenetic action, uh, in the midst of this kind of uh, the, the growing um, curiosity, the growing popularity of King Jesus, uh, you know, all this, all this activity, you know, from the outside, what looks like um, the chaos. And, you know, it, it is chaos in the sense that it's the chaos of, of the human scene, right? It's, it's, it's humanity being uh, being drawn to Jesus. This look, this is good news for us, isn't it? The, like the, as I say, the chaos of the human scene and all of humanity being drawn to Jesus. Because you're part of that chaos, you know. Like you, your life is part of that chaos, is it not? No, it's not. Okay, yeah, I forgot I was pre- preaching to you know the perfect people, but <laughs> this is I'm going to preach to myself because I need to hear this this morning. You know, my life might appear to be chaos. You know, I, I can't get everything in order, right? I can't hold everything together. It's, and uh, <laughs> the more I try, when I try, no, the more I try, the, the, the less it seems like I'm able to do it, right? It's like, what is this? When I say the, the mass or the mess of, of humanity, I'm really talking about my heart and my life. But in, and in that sense, we see someone who's like, who, who is least plugged in of all, to like the, the kind of hubbub and what, whatever, right? Be, why? Because he's a leper. He's been kicked out. Not, be, not by his own choice, right? He's been kicked out of like the, the hubbub, the kind of communal gatherings, the, the, the corporate worship, the whole. He's been kicked out. That, that guy of all, like the least plugged in, becomes the most plugged in. Why? Because he goes to Jesus. And so he's, go, he's going to find his healing and his strength, and yes, even I don't, Jesus. Knew, I think he knew what he was, what the guy was going to do. He's going to find his life's mission as an evangelist in in Jesus. He's going to find his life's purpose in Jesus. And this is like, the, if there's any calm in the scene at all, it's when this leper comes and kneels before him, kneels before Jesus. Now, we know this is not a neutral posture. This is a posture of worship. This is a posture of adoration. And, it, and even, if it, even if it's not, even if it's not this sense of, okay, this is the true and living God before me, because he could have that or he could think, this, is, this man is channeling the power of the true and living God, 
They're very close together. He could think this is, this is God's anointed king. He might have this. He, he might know already this is God's anointed king. We see that throughout the gospel. People have this extraordinary insight. And especially, it's a, you know, this, is, this is for us. Okay? The, the people on the margins, it's the people on the margins who have this extraordinary insight into who Jesus is. Why? Because they're not caught up in the hubbub of nonsense that, that everybody else is caught up in. In, in, in part, again, because they've, you know, they're on the margins because they've been pushed to the margins, because they're not the productive members of society, and, and they endanger our wealth and our health and the rest. So we've got to keep them over there so that we can keep right, growing in wealth and in, and in health ourselves. But those are the people who have particular insight into who Jesus is and what is on offer for them in him. And again, that's, that is the, that's the kind of calm, even though it's, it's, pretty, it's still pretty hectic, it's still pretty chaotic. He, th- that's, the, that's the calm of the scene is when one, one man's uh, heart and then life uh, becomes rightly ordered because he finds at the center of it all Jesus. And so he comes to worship the true and living God. He's going he's gonna to throw himself down in front of him, at least in a posture of trust. Yeah, and this is the, this is the posture that we have to cultivate or, 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 or allow God to cultivate in us today. And this is why we have the, the beautiful reading from the letter, of, uh, the Hebrew, letter to the Hebrews, and I'm really enjoying it, its recitation as we go. Like, oh, the, today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at the rebellion in the day of testing in the desert. Harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Do we not anticipate hearing his voice today? Are we we cultivating or allowing him to cultivate in us that receptivity, right? It's it's an active receptivity, right? We, we We have to be active in cultivating a receptivity to the word of God, to Jesus' word. And it begins with our bowing down before him. It begins, with, it, begin, it begins with recognizing that we have need for him, right? That we have need for, that we have he, need for healing, that we have need for wholeness, that we have need of, if we want, if we want our lives to find their proper order, they're only going to find our prop, their proper order when Jesus is at the center, when the true and living God who manifests, to, who manifests himself to us in and as Jesus of Nazareth, if he, it's only that when he is at the center that our lives are going to find the proper order. But, and we need that. And it's not something we can, we can give ourselves. And it's not, so it's not even like a lesson, okay, like, Father, you've preached enough, okay, so like we've learned the lesson, okay, but, it's not, but that's not it. It's not the lesson. It's the activity, Right? It's, it's, the, it's the bowing down before him. It's the kneeling before him. It's submitting ourselves to him. It's the activity that matters. You might know it all already and think, you know what, if he's just going to keep lecturing on like this, I already know what he's going to say. I just not, I'm not going to go anymore. That's not the point. The point is the preparation to offer ourselves whole and entire in the, in the perfect offering of Christ Jesus. Now, in a sense, he's going to perfect our offering as he offers himself to the Father. We're allowed to attach ourselves to him and, and make that offering with him. In fact, through and with and in him, we're making that offering. And then it's our being enlivened by the fact that by that action, God is at, the true and living God is the center of our hearts and lives. That we're then able 
to go out and be evangelists, right? Just like the healed leper, just like the, just like the many people that come to Jesus and, and are healed and must share the good that they have received. This is for us too. But again, we have to have hearts that are docile, right? We have to have hearts that are, in a, in a sense, also vulnerable, right? I mean, the, the le- God, I mean, everybody knew the leper was a leper. He, he, needed, he needed something. He needed some intervention. But our, sometimes our, uh, our weaknesses and our, um, our, our diseases or discomforts or, or our, um, our brokenness or, or whatever it may be is hidden to others. And maybe in part because we hide, we hide it purposely. We don't, we don't very much like that vulnerability. And I get it, like, you know, out there in the world and nobody cares and, what, and all the rest. But even, even among our friends, we're likely to do it. We don't, we don't feel the, the, even that we have the opportunity to be vulnerable before others. But again, here, before Jesus, and look, I'm saying, we have to build, of course, the community that where, where vulnerability just is what it is because we're all, we're all that way and we're, a, we're able to admit it. But here, at least before Jesus, right, we have to be vulnerable and we have to bring him our, our woundedness. We have to bring him our hearts We have to because we're in need of healing uh, and, and the healing of any number of sorts and kinds and the rest. But we have, to, we have to do that. This is part of our not hardening our hearts. It's part of being vulnerable, being docile, Right, being eager to not just receive his instruction, but but being being uh, willing to put ourselves in a place where we are open to God's loving us, and then allowing Him to you know as as He loves us also uh, to to instruct us in the ways that we are to meet love's demands, right? As as He gives Himself to us whole and entire, He is expecting the offering of of ourselves whole and entire to Him. And so we, we, have to get, we have to get wound up on that as well. But anyway, we're going to take up that posture of prayer, of course, that same posture of the leper. If we can see ourselves as, as lepers in need of healing, in need of strength, then we're in the right place. We can come before our Lord who wants to strengthen us, strengthen us for, for the task, right? He wants, to, he wants to strengthen us for the life that he has called us to. We too are called to be evangelists. We're going to proclaim the kingship of Christ Jesus, not only with, with our lips, but with our lives. But he's going to give us the strength that we need to, to make that proclamation and to give, to give our lives in service of the true and living God, to worship him with everything we've got, and so be ready to pour ourselves out uh, fully and freely in his service.